1: Welcome, everybody, to The Untold Story. I'm Martha McCallum, and we have been covering so many different angles of the war in the Gaza Strip that was brought on by the Hamas attack on October the 7th against Israel. And today we have someone who is very much on the front lines of dealing with the hostage situation. And I want to just bring him right in and have him tell us his story and what he has been seeing every day and experiencing. So, Dr. Hagai Levine, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you for joining us today. Hello. Doctor, if you could begin by telling everybody who's listening and watching what your life was like, what you were doing and working on, on October 6th, and how all of that changed for you on October 7th.
0: Well, I'm the chairman of the Israeli Association of Public Health Physicians, and I dealt, you know, heavily in the last years with COVID and with other epidemics such as obesity and smoking. And although we don't mention it now, but to tell you the truth, I was one of the leaders of the White Coats Movement for Healthier Democracy in Israel of the white, of the Healthcare Professionals. So on October sixth. I was with the veterans of the Yom Kippur War warning that if the reform would not stop, we may have a worse disaster than happened in Yom Kippur War in 73. It's unbelievable that this warning actually fulfilled on exactly the day after on October seventh.
1: What do you remember about waking up that morning on October the seventh? How did you start to understand? What was happening?
0: Well, because I had this very strong feeling that we are heading to a disaster. Uh, I woke up by the alarm. I immediately told my children and my wife that this is the real deal. We went to the safe room. And from there, we followed the news. And very soon, it was clear that this is a a massive terror attack that actually is a genocide. And it, it took several hours to understand. That took place in several uh, kibbutzim in the south of Israel. And it's really, I think it's the worst day in in Israel history. Little we we knew that at the same day, more than 200 Israelis and non-Israelis were abducted to Gaza, And many of them are still there. Uh, I thought where I could help on the same day. I organized uh, blood donations and uh, help uh, medical assistance to the hospitals in the south where I could help as a public health physician. Uh, And right after, I thought that the hostages and the hostages families are the the critical thing for me as the chairman of the Israel Association of Public Health to volunteer and help them. So I joined, that was formed by the families, for the families, for the hostages. And I um, established a resilience and medical team with a clear goal of keeping protecting the health of the hostages and their families. And very early on, I met with Uri Ravitz, the son of Elma Abraham, and he told me about his mother' medical needs. He showed me the medications that she needed, including a simple drug for, for thyroid function. And he told me, and I agreed with him, that if she would not get the drug, she would be dying. And we met with the Red Cross twice, and he requested them, please, take this medication and bring them to my mother. They said they cannot do it. They do not have access. And we were afraid that she was dying. Unfortunately, when she was released just this week, we realized that she was in life-threatening condition because she didn't get her medications. And on top of that, she was bruised from being dragged around like a sack of potato. She was handcuffed and she was really in a bad shape. With the good treatment here at the Soroko Medical Center, where where I'm here now, uh, she miraculously recovered after being ventilated. And now, let's see, but she will need a, a long recovery. We'll see how she goes. The other hostages also will need long recovery, and many of them are still there. We are supporting the hostages as much as we can with our collaboration or, or with many organizations and our communication with health organizations such as the Red Cross, the ICRC, the World Health Organization, etc. And we are supporting the families 24-7 with our resilience team of social workers and psychologists, all volunteers that yeah. provide them the needed support all the time.
1: The Untold Story continues right after this. What is the prognosis for 84-year-old Elma Avraham, who you just spoke of? Um, is she still on a ventilator? Tell me what, what you think is ahead of her in her We're recovery.
0: outside the room, and like in two minutes, I will meet with the family and, mm-hmm. and the physicians from the department, mm-hmm. and we'll get them a closer update, and I will visit her. But in general, she woke up. She's uh, in a better shape, she still needs She's still in intensive care unit. She still needs intensive care and still it's going to be you know very complex to treat her, but now she's in a much better shape when than she was when she arrived here with body temperature of 28 Celsius degrees, 82 in Fahrenheit and after being neglected and violated for a long time.
1: Mm doctor tell me a little bit about you know we've seen a, a number of children coming back and running down the hall or across the room hugging their parents and i think for most of us you look at these children i'm thinking about uh Abigail, I, um idan the young israeli american girl who we just saw released and another young boy who we just saw in a heartwarming video when you look at them they have smiles on their faces they seem pretty okay. Tell me about what you see when you work with these young children.
0: Well, this is only the outer surface. First of all, the kids have amazing ability to adapt and to recover. And I hope they will, you know, recover. But there are shades. We know that some of them underwent horrific experience. Some of them lost their parents that were murdered on the October 7th massacre. Some of them, the father is still in captivity. Imagine how you know, difficult it is for them. Maybe they're with the mother, but the father is still in captivity. And you know, we heard some difficult stories about the experience they had. The growth and development obviously are jeopardized. And I met with one of the the youngest survivor from the release of the seventy seven, Antebe. Uh, in Antebé, he was then six years old. Mm. So on the one hand, he told the families, "You see, I recovered. I, I have children. I have, uh, uh, you know, I'm walking." But on the other hand, he still, you know, have memories and you know difficulties related to this expense. And he only was for one week in uh, better conditions. So we have to do whatever we can to help them and uh, to be patient. And to find the ways to help them cope with this unhuman, unbelievable experience that they had.
1: You say and that many there's... of them are
0: still in Gaza.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and we hope that we're going to start to see more hostages released. But right now, there's a hold on that situation. Take me through the step by step, because we watch them come through in the vehicles and in a helicopter. When your people sort of you know, take them into your care. What's the very first thing? How, what do they go through?
0: I just want to make it clear. We are not replacing the hospitals or the government that prepared wonderful interdisciplinary teams to, to treat them in the hospitals together with their families. We are from the forum, the families forum. We provide them support with whatever they need. And, uh, you know, we prepared glasses for, for those who were in need, request of the family, and brought glasses to them. And we followed them before uh, before they were released. We got the medical files to provide the Red Cross with what medications they need. Now we transfer it to the hospital to be prepared. And after they release, we follow them and, you know, whatever they need. If they need housing, uh, if they need uh, support, if they need, especially for the families, because the release also just actually and they get very good treatment, but the the families really need our support. I will really need to to wrap up soon. We are Um, now having this meeting.
1: I know, I understand. So in the last minute, is there any individual person or conversation that you've had that really stands out that you think would help people understand the trauma of what they've gone through?
0: Well, I always want to end with an optimistic note I will always cherish my meeting with Jocheba Dievchitz, eighty-five old woman who was released several weeks ago, and she wanted to help the other families. The released hostages, although her husband or dad is still in captivity, she focuses on doing what she can to, to release him, but always on the positive side. Think the the good in any human being and you know the solidarity that I hear from the stories between the hostages, between the families, that really bring back the belief in the, the kindness of, of human beings after it was so severely harmed when we saw what they did on October 7th and since genocide in specific uh, uh, settlements in the south of Israel, the, in the Kibbutzim, horrible uh, things.
1: Well, we, uh, we thank you, and we, we're going to let you go. We know you have a lot to do to look after these hostages with the team that you're working with, now freed, and just let them know that in America our prayers are with all of them for their recovery. After having gone, this, undergone this absolutely horrific situation, we pray that they will uh, fully recover and that they will have meaningful and good lives ahead. Thank you so much, doctor.
0: Thank you, and your support is very important for the families, let you know. So please continue to do this support until the last hostage is released and back home safely.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Doctor Hagai Levine. That is the Untold Good Story for today. We thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next time on the future editions of the Untold Story. You've been listening to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with the Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. from the Fox News Podcasts network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast Kennedy Saves the World. It is 5 days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnews.podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.